morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. Um, just wanted to do a bit of a follow-up because my memory is not uh, what it used to be. And to be honest with you, some of the things I did um, at Warner Brothers many, many years ago are a little foggy. I've, I've held a lot of jobs since then. Um, but I was an intern uh, one summer many decades ago. And I mentioned that I had worked with Lisa Henson. She was one of the execs. And yes, her father did die while I was there that summer. And she was in negotiations because I think he died without a will or there was something going on with his will. And um, I just sort of forgot the details of the rest of her career. And I was like, oh, she just faded away. But she didn't. She actually moved on to Columbia, had a good career as an executive there. And then she's now the CEO of the Jim Henson Company, um, which, as we know, is a money machine. Um, Muppets and stuff will never go away. So uh, I actually used to really love Fraggle Rock. Um, I probably should have told her that. (laughs) But um, I was walking down memory lane. So, of course, as, as I've opened the vault of my brain from that very brief summer on the Warner Brothers lot, actually... I got the internship and they had me in, uh, I want to say international, um, distribution or something in an office down the street from the lot and not bad. I mean, I'm still in Burbank still, you know, I still have access to the lot or whatever, but I was very far from doing anything that was remotely similar to film. And so I called the lady who was the, um, coordinator, uh, for the, Her name was Lisa, too. I want to say Lisa Hook. She was the uh, person who helped facilitate students, uh, Howard students getting the internships. So I was like, you know, this is great and everything, but I'm a film major. Is it possible to be able to do anything on the lot? So I got two weeks on the lot as a as a basically someone who answers the phone which was a nightmare because I wasn't good at that. Um, And this was back in the old days when, you know, phone, faxing, um, people were still typing. So it was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) But all I really remember in terms of uh, being there was I knew that I had a lot to learn about the actual business of making movies. I could see why there weren't a lot of black films being made because there weren't a lot of black executives. Um, there weren't, I don't remember seeing an, an inordinate amount of black people at all in the studio or at the other office building. Um, and maybe I'm guessing this changed a little bit. I, the only person I remember meeting who was ethnic and seemed to have a little bit of power was Benny Medina. Um, but they had just signed that deal with Quincy Jones and I didn't get a chance to meet him. Um, cause that's where Fresh Prince was housed. Um, but yeah, it was just a, I learned that I, that they it wasn't overly friendly. And now I see it was super competitive, you know, but I really wasn't a threat to become the next film exec. I, that wasn't what I wanted anyway. Um, but I started walking down this memory lane. So, uh, I kind of started following the execs that I remember working for briefly in those two weeks that I had on the lot. And they all have all gone on to have really great film careers. In fact, I'm watching A Star is Born on Saturday because uh, I wasn't in a rush to see that. And uh, Bill Gerber was one of the execs that I worked with. He produced it. Um, 
So, yeah, I was like, oh, man, this is great. Uh, Bill Gerber, Lorenzo de Bonaventura. I don't think I sat near him or worked at his office at all, but his name really stuck out. He's been behind the Batman movies. Uh, Bruce Berman, uh, he was an exec that, you know, when I was getting trained, one of the secretaries was like, excuse me, you just need to know these people's names. Don't talk to them or anything. (laughs) Like these are the big deal people. And like their calls always go through and, and Bruce Berman was one of those, uh, uh, Tom LaSalle and, uh, Bob Brassel. I worked their office. I think they shared a space, um, when I was there. So it was kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of cool to see that people have gone on from being executives and I guess they were in their thirties, early thirties. Uh, and have gone on to do these great, great things. Um, so it was a fun time, but it was tough because I, you know, I didn't understand, uh, film at all. And I thought for sure to be a successful filmmaker, you just had to have some talent, but it was so much deeper than that. So it's very cool to start bringing up all these old names and seeing how they've done. And, uh, I want to say Bill Gerber was really nice to me because after, um, after and he was Billy then everybody called him Billy I wonder if he still goes by that but uh some years afterwards he I think just to be nice because I had enough guts to call his office (laughs) he uh did coverage on one of my screenplays um of course obviously they didn't produce it but I don't know I think he was just like if she's got enough guts to call, you know, after so many years in a, a little internship and she wants us to, you know, have a crack at this, I'll go ahead and just do coverage. Um, so I do have a script somewhere on Warner's lot in their, in their vault. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's nice. I haven't thought about this stuff in years. Uh, you know, my mom the other day was like, whatever happened to that? I thought you, you, it seemed like you would have gone further and stuck with that. And I was like, I did not stick with it, but I just didn't know enough. You know, you're like a lamb to slaughter in the entertainment business. If you don't know what you're doing and you don't surround yourself by good people, and there are a lot of vultures out there. And if you don't know who you are or what your brand is, and you allow people to tell you, you could very easily wind up, you know, bent over on the side of the road. Because that's just the way it goes. I mean, you've got to be tough and smart and understand what you're doing. Um, and I don't know. I guess it took all this time to, for me to feel like I'm I'm at that place. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I worked with some really cool execs at Warner. And good for them. Many of them are, are really successful in, in their career. And maybe that's why I remember them. I don't know. I, I didn't get exposed to a whole bunch of them. Like I said, they had me doing some sort of rotating, you know, when someone's secretary was out. So that was really weird because, you know, I was a college kid. I wasn't really nobody's secretary. Um, So it was a fascinating summer. And it was probably years ago in June that I started. uh, I'm old. I'll say it. It was I think it was June 1990 because I was about to graduate college. So I was going back to college to start my senior year. And I was in L.A. for that summer before. And it was fascinating. It really was. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And finally, I feel like I'm in a position where I can capitalize on 
on not only being talented enough, but strategic and smart enough. I mean, you got to be grown. Otherwise, they will chew you up. Talk about a fame machine. And music is the same way. You know, it's tough out here. You need to know who you are or these people will uh, take what they want and leave you. That's why there's so many one hit wonders, you know, so anyway, that's my uh, walk down memory lane. I hope it provides some motivation for people because I've held on to this dream for many, many years. And now that it has signs of life again, it's just I couldn't be more happy. Um, It was it was so much my passion for many, many years. Um, It was all I thought about. It was all I wanted to do. And, you know, without having a lot of uh financial benefactors you know you have to work so it's like you know how do you pursue a dream in a career and then also get up every day and go to work it's hard so you know just have to hang in there and if there's something you're passionate about and you're believing to do that you were born to do you just have to never lose sight of that vision no matter what's going on in your life you know and it's hard you know you cannot expect to have a new life and act the same way you you've always acted it just is impossible you will never do anything new be anything new feel anything new doing the exact same stuff so get out here take some chances hold on to dreams never give up all of those platitudes and cliches you know but more importantly you deserve your de- destiny you deserve the life that you desire you deserve good things and if you don't feel that way that's where you need to start if if those words don't resonate with you or if you have like mm, I, if you have any of that then this talk isn't for you because you're not ready you deserve to be happy that's a fact hashtag facts Blazing flames from my launch pad Shopping in front and that jack I flaunt cash Haters talking shit, but they toss trash I go the distant, persistent, I finish every inch I never pop from pressure, we're never in a pinch I never wake from this lucid dream I'm living in Never mention submission, I'm never giving in You'll never see me cause I'm speaking in a tenant bins Cruising Missouri, St. Louis cause I'm a bill again This music is a revolution, truly militant Accusing stupid looking foolish cause I'm innocent Damn right and I never show a caution Fighting right through fatigue and exhaustion Until I get the fame and claim a fortune I want it all, I will settle for a portion And I don't give a damn whatever man hoards it I'm hoping to gain ransom for extortion It won't exchange hands unless I force it Not even if I'm dead and gone pushing orchids Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I let you know when the scoop so who can know, who can know, who can really know what the future holds? I don't really know when truth be told, but I'll let you know when the scoop will fall. So I got this feeling I don't really see it stopping. So I'm about to blow the ceiling, get it popping. Tune your TV to TMZ if you're watching. Cause who's about to be ballin', probably obnoxious. Like, girl, oh, you think I'm acting funny? I 
ain't frontin', I'm just stuntin', we got money I got the buzz and it be like we got honey So quit trippin', get in the Bentley, is you comin'? Oh, you feelin' weird, bein' bourgeois Honestly, dead, I feel it too, ma Nevertheless, let's hit Hawaii tomorrow And peep all the marine life, hoorah You better know I'm investin' in my future Cause when I get it, I won't lose it being stupid The fame machine is a psychopathic guillotine And I admit the addiction, it might make me a fiend And best believe I ain't dying for a stupid cause And I ain't playing victim cause of my human flaws And I ain't bugging, I ain't drunkin', I ain't screwin' broads I'ma just take this fame and be a superstar Who can know, who can know, who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told, but I'll let you know when the school before So who can know, who can know, who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told, but I'll let you know when the school I'm going hard till I'm buried in the graveyard Unscarred by the fame or a rape charge No prison walls or slander even if hate's hard I'm only being known for spitting great bars And hell no, Joe, I never sold out Cause I expose my soul every so sold out I got what I asked for, I wanna know how Praying to God, got what I asked for, no doubt Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I'll let you know when the school performs So who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I'll let you know when the school performs so